Welcome, welcome, welcome. Coming to you from the studio in the back corner of my temple in fabulous Flint, Michigan. Hi, I'm Jack, and you're listening to Wider Circles, a pagan variety podcast. Friends of the podcast know it simply as Wider Circles. Just as the name implies, my aim is to bring you content, always with community, caring, and connection at the center, that informs and entertains, with our focus on all things that intersect with the pagan worldview. Welcome to Episode 8, Mobile BLM Memorial Project and Oracle's Apothecary. On this episode, I'll sit down for a chat with Krista Mann, a.k.a. Hekka, with the Mid-Michigan Pagan Alliance and with the Mobile BLM Memorial Project to talk about all of the important work that she's doing. In this episode, I'll also be premiering a new segment that shines the light on creators of all sorts. Candace Pizzo of Oracle's Apothecary sits down for the first creator spotlight. Wider Circles is always looking for guest contributors on all of the topics. If you have an idea and you'd like to be a part of the podcast, please send it to widercirclespodcast at gmail.com. Stay connected with Wider Circles on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash widercirclespodcast. And now, with no further delays, here's our show. Welcome to the circle. Hello, welcome to the show, to Wider Circles with me, if you will, Hekka, also known as Krista Mann. She's been the pra- a practicing pagan since 1999. Her focus is on ancestor reverence and honoring the deities of Egypt and of West Africa. Currently, she's the high priestess of a small coven based in Midland, Michigan, and co-founder of Mid-Michigan Pagan Alliance out of Saginaw, Michigan. She's also an organizer of the Mobile BLM Memorial Project. Welcome to Wider Circles, Krista. How are you? Good, Jack. How are you? I am great. Thank you for being here with me today. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. You're sweet. Um... So what's keeping you busy these days? 
Um, mostly family. Um, I'm about to be a grandmother. Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited now. I wasn't happy at first. You know, I swear I'm too young for that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Super excited about that. But, um, mostly home and family right now. I left a job to focus more on the projects that I want to do and my family. So I'm really loving life at the moment. Great. That's really, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today was to help spotlight, to help put a, a boost the signal of some of the projects that you're working on right now. Um, well, but before we go into some of that, let's, let's move back, back in time, go back and talk a little bit about your origin story. Let's unpack a little bit of that. However you, whatever you want to share with us about um, what, what's brought you here today? What's uh, your childhood or wherever we want to go? Okay. Um, Well, I think origin is a great place to start because I think so much of my childhood kind of feeds into who I am today and why Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do some of those things. So um, I was born in New York City. Um, I spent the first 16 years of my life on the East Coast. moved to Michigan. I'm biracial. So diversity is kind of a big thing in my life, right? Right. Um, I've lived from city. I currently live in Sanford, Michigan, which is um, the home of my mother, where my mother was born, you know? Okay. Um, Yeah. That's a rather rural area too, isn't it? It's a very rural area. Yes. So my life, I've kind of been able to, I've lived in Flint, I've lived in Newark, New Jersey, I lived in Wilmington, Delaware. So a lot of big cities, a lot of um, small towns, and now it's the rural lifestyle for me. Right. Yeah. You're you're working your way through the spectrum. Man, a pure Scorpio style, I feel like I've lived so many different lives in this one life. Yeah. Right. right. The flowing stream. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. My parents uh met in New York um in the 70s. And it's really great whenever I had some my mother would tell some story, you know, that would be shocking or I'd drop my jaw. Her big response was, it was the 70s in New York. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I won't I won't pry because they sound good stories. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. So that that's kind of the background I come from. Seriously, mm-hmm. my um my parents weren't spiritual. You know, my mother was as Christian as most Christians are, didn't care to go to church very often. Um, but I was from a little kid hopping on church buses and um, my first job was working in a um, child care, um, a daycare center and a mm-hmm. church. You know, right. Uh, so I feel like I've always been on this, you know, spiritual church. Um, I was baptized three times. 
Right? <laughs> Three's the magic number, <laughs> or one of them. I kept trying, you know. Um, but it led me to paganism, and my first love was um, the Egyptian mythologies. And mm. I think it would be appropriate to say I think that that was kind of a transitionary spiritual move for me. Okay. Um, because I still have my Holy Trinity, but now I had this feminine aspect, right? Yes. Um, that was kind of missing from Christianity for me. You know, I read I read the Bible a lot and never really um, related with the women in the Bible. The ones they said were the good women, you know, I didn't I didn't right. really appreciate them or see myself fitting in that mold. So um, I found ISIS and that was it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Back. And then everything fell into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, okay. So we know that you, you work um, widely with the Egyptian um, deities. Uh, what, what does your spiritual path look like? Um, it's very eclectic. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly Egyptian deities, um, African deities. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say, you know, I don't presume to be initiated into any specific religion. Mm -hmm. A lot of my spiritual practice focuses around um, full moon ceremonies and um, based on astrology and different goddesses. And for me, um, that's been a way to introduce different goddesses to um, people yeah. and, and build a connection. So um, I've worked with lots of different goddesses that way. Um, my heart is always with the dark goddesses of <laughs> all the different paths. Right. So that's what <laughs> my spirituality looks like. It's always focused in ancestor reverence. That's, you know, that's always a central piece. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, what have you read or listened to recently that's inspired you? I am reading Emergent Strategies right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically um, an organizer's handbook. But I am loving this idea because it's um, very pagan-esque. It's about um, creating organizations that um, aren't hierarchical and um, how to look at nature as a way to solve problems. Like, um, for example, like, dandelions bloom everywhere what what makes them so hardy and able to, to thrive in any situation mm. so it's a really really great book and i'm loving it oh and and what's the name of that book again emergent strategies great do you by chance not to put you on the spot do you know who the author is i was trying to remember off the top right. of my I kind of knew when I was asking that. I'm like, I'm putting it <laughs> on the spot. Whoops. Uh, it's okay. Uh, we all have the Google, the Google device, the Oracle of Google. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, 
the BLM mobile project, memorial project. Uh, and because I had heard about it through social media, I kept seeing the writings and I was like, what's that about? That sounds like, obviously it's, it's very, um, it's touching and it's very emotional. It's very, uh, it, it, with reverence and everything it, but at the same time, it was very inspirational to see that moving forward. And, and so let's talk a little bit about that. How did that begin and what does it, what does it look like? Okay. Um, so a little background, um, I was very inspired by, um, my younger sister, Kira. Mm -hmm. She had recently moved to Orlando when George Floyd was murdered. Um, so she was on the front lines. She was getting tear gassed every day for the mm -hmm. first week she was down there. Um, and it was very traumatic and very powerful, you know, and it made me think, um, you know, because she's 18 years younger than me, right? So there's that whole generation yes. gap between us. And it made me feel like my generation dropped the ball, to be honest, Jack. Um, I, I felt like growing up, uh, you know, I was born in 75 and through the 80s and 90s, I really like my parents were protesters, you know. Um, I felt like people had done their job. My parents had paid the price. And yeah, some things weren't great, but we kind of accepted some things that weren't, you know. Right. And so, um, because ancestor reverence is so important to me, right? Thinking about, you know, um, what they gave and what I'm doing to make it better for my descendants, you know, I really felt like I dropped the ball that my younger sister was out there fighting for me, uh, for things that shouldn't happen. People shouldn't be being killed by police. At very least, they should be, uh, you know, tried, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that so, we should see justice, yeah. Right. And so um, I, I ran to the woods because that's kind of what I do when I'm, I'm upset. I don't know what to do. I'm kind of a tree talker. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, um, while I was camping, I, I, I really went in with the question, what is my role here, right? Because my role is not to be on the front lines, you know, ducking tear gas. I'm 45 years old, right. you know? Yes, right. Right. Um, what is my role? And so I started thinking about what I was seeing wrong. And the big thing that I saw that was heartbreaking to me is that these protesters were being demonized. You know, mm -hmm. they were being called rioters and looters and um just the the rallies i had been to were so full of love and the opposite of the way they were the media was portraying right um, that i wanted to i felt like the message is getting lost why they're out there is getting lost and the, and the message is people are dying you know and black people are dying at you know two and a half times the rate of 
you know, everyone else. Right. One of the scariest statistics that I've learned since I started is that 51% of people killed by police are um, people with mental health or developmental disabilities, which I've worked in that field forever too. So um, that hit home. Um, so BLM basically, um, the mobile project was to refocus on the fact that people are dying. And I wanted it to have a visual impact because sometimes when we um, would speak about statistics, um, people become numbers. And they just become numbers, right? Right. And so what we, what I, I, I envisioned and so many people came together um, to make it happen was that we just built crosses and we took, you know, um, took names from um, the Washington Post database and we built crosses from the present time at the start of the um, building of crosses, which was like the end of August to 2018 and we build over 600 crosses in seven weeks um mm -hmm. and we wrote the um the victims names on them and uh, their ages and very quickly my acre of land became a cemetery you know right. as building them and um i i just wanted uh, uh, it, the visual impact was important to me and the building of community around it because that uh, this project has been healing for me if nothing else because yeah. I've had so many people come and reach out and assist people that I hardly know um Dame <laughs> came um you were speaking that you had just interviewed her um yes and Celeste, and these are people I know from Convocation, you know, I don't have real tight connections with. Um, Kenya um, came out, we have a woman group in, um, in Midland, which is a women's progressive democratic group. Um, the UU church where I used to, um, do full moon ceremonies they donated you know people came out and built crosses and we right. talked and you know um they listened you know and right. it was a beautiful time you know um my hope is that um when the weather gets warm again you know that we will be invited to kind of do this uh, candlelight vigil because it turned into a full-on service, you know, um, after we built all of the crosses. And the first place we went was to the Saginaw County um, Courthouse and just built the cemetery and had a ritual there. So my hope for the future is that we can build more crosses, you know, right. because Honestly, every two days, somebody else is murdered by police. We have not gone since 2015 more than 48 hours without someone dying at the hands of police. And so the list is constantly growing. 
and this database goes back to that I'm working from um, 2015. And there's over 5,000 names on that. Yeah. On that. So. Well, I know when I tuned into the live stream that I believe that what I heard was that you had uh, the roll call was from just the last two years and it took, um, I think just a little over an hour. Correct. Um, with back, with back to back naming. Um, it was very touching. Uh, e I mean, even, even a live stream, not even being there in person. Um, Thank it, you. it definitely, uh, can, it definitely transmitted. Um, and I, I want to thank you for doing that work. Uh, and I think that was another piece that I wanted to bring out was that if there is a listener that is in a position, uh, whether they be an event coordinator or if they just want to provide the space for the BLM uh, Memorial Mobile Project to come to them, how, how would they go about that? So they could reach us directly. We have a Facebook page that we answer. We're pretty responsive. Um, myself, my sister, and Vicki Vaughn all um, edit that. So Vicki's always on top of it, you know? Um, right. So you would get a quick response. It's um, on Facebook. It's just uh, named the Mobile BLM Vigil Project. So Okay, okay pretty easy to find. I, I love the fact that not only is it, is what you're doing, not only is it, um, an act of reverence and, um, and saying their names, but this is also turning into a community building sort of project. Like you said, the people coming from like the strangers coming in people that you hardly knew and, these things coming in to work on the project together. And, and I think we need more things like this to help build true community. Absolutely. I, and honestly, that was, that was kind of like the icing on the cake for me. Right. right. Because right. I had objective and, you know, it had to be this one, but the P I honestly didn't know if it, you know, I'm one of those people who have all these ideals that kind of float through my head mm -hmm. and um, always find a reason that it can't work. Um, this project though, um, I really sat down and listened to the spirits, you know, and my ancestors. And um, I was like, okay, if we want this to happen, I need some help here. And everybody, just about everybody I contacted was through the roof and bent mm. over backwards. So the community building, um, which I think, is, you know, is so beautiful, was the icing on the cake. I mean, I had people just sit and listen, listen to my sister's experiences on the front lines as we're building crosses, um, the conversations about, um, the experience from uh, being in a, a, you know, being in my skin, being a black person and growing up in militarized communities. I mean, a lot of these people that came out to help me were, you know, cis white women from Midland that, you know, right. admittedly to, you know, 
say to me, you know, they were in a bubble before Trump was elected, you know. Um, I thought so, everything was fixed. Yeah, everything right. was great. Like, yeah. how did this happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. but they're listening, you know. Right. And um, validating the experience. I mean, Black Lives Matter has been a thing for, you know, what, almost seven years now? Um, yeah, something like that. And, and so um, the love and the beauty that is coming out um, I wrote a poem that actually um, won an award through the Midland Democrats um, about my experience in Lansing um, at a Lansing rally when um, they were st first starting. And um, because it was beautiful, it was, mm -hmm. I saw, you know, white allies um, chanting um say it loud you know mm. and black people in the groups uh, uh saying you know i'm black and i'm proud but for it to be a unifying stance you know yeah and a standing of beauty and the necessity to say that black lives matter and it's right. okay proud to be black it, it it was life altering the you know and it's all because of community it's all the love and the togetherness that came through all of this right group affirmation right yeah that's that's beautiful that's awesome yeah oh so is there anything else that you want to unpack about um the blm mobile project um I, I personally hope to uh, perhaps next year have the ability to have you come to Flint um, somewhere, but uh, we'll talk about that another time. Um, oh, I would love that. I lived in Flint for eight years. Right. When you said that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to bring it home there, you know, so. Right. Um, so. Is there anything else that you want to bring out about uh, that? Anything that we missed about BLM uh, mobile? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Um, what three people in your life have been most influential to you? That's always evolving. Um, mm -hmm. Always my mother, you know, um, the mother-daughter relationship is always so complex. Um, we lost her, gosh, it was in 2007. I was much older than um, my younger siblings. And um, so I, I kind of had to carry the torch. And, you know, daughters are kind of judgmental, right? Especially the <laughs> older daughter, right? So I her a hard time and now the older that I get the more I appreciate the qualities and traits that I'm still trying to develop that she had with ease and grace you know right. um, the ability to make everybody feel loved when you walk in a room you know mm. um, and that you matter you know she was amazing at that and I'm still trying to figure that out right <laughs> you know? right um but so my mother, um, Maya Angelou, you know, mm -hmm. was a, a big influence. I read her through my whole childhood. 
used to dream about talking to her. I mean, like have dreams that I was having sit down conversations with Maya, you know? Yes. Um, so um, she was huge. And I think that's about using voice and learning to use voice and how important it, words are, you know? Mm, I feel yeah. like she taught me and teaches me. Um, the third person would probably be my high priestess and best friend, Kelly Bailey. Um, I was pagan solitary for five years and she's the one, um, I don't know, it was kind of funny, right? Because I'm a Scorpio, five years of reading and studying and doing things on my own. I had enough discernment to say, God, you got to send me a teacher or else I'm going to think I know everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and in comes this Piscean priestess to show me I knew absolutely nothing, right? right. Um, and she's still to this day my best friend, my biggest cheerleader. Um, and she opened up community to me, you know, and her being a Pisces, I think she kind of rubbed away some of the rough edges right yeah. yep yep help to polish your your rough edges yeah right it's beautiful thanks i myself i'm i'm predominantly solitaire i i do a lot of um a lot of public events and rituals and things like that but uh i'm not a part of a coven or anything like that that's something people have been asking me as of late how do you feel about it? Um, I have contemplated uh, joining covens in the past. And when I do those that I work with on the other side, I get like this resounding laughter. And the first time <laughs> that I got it, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but uh, I think I, I have a pretty good idea of what it means. And it's if I'm ever in a coven, it's because I started it. Right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm not looking towards that direction. Um at least not at this point in time. I have enough on my hands to manifest yeah. or however you want to say that. A, a Scorpio trait. We have, uh, there has to be some semblance. Yes. yes. And I know you just celebrated your birthday. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. And happy yes. upcoming birthday to you. Thank you. I, I, I think it's becoming a theme this month. I'm having all Scorpios on the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's the season for it. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Maybe that's how I'll start theming my podcast as I'll go, what's your, so what's your sign? <laughs> you want to do a segment on the podcast? Sounds like a terrible pickup strategy. Right. So um, what other projects, what other kind of things are keeping you busy as far as like activism and doing the work? Because I know that you're also involved in some other things and you're also trying to make some other stuff happen. So, Okay. So um, somehow I've been going back and forth to D D Washington, D.C. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm. It's exciting. So I end of August, I went for um, the um commemorate uh, commem i always get that word commemorate <laughs> march <laughs> yes yeah. um, of dr king's march so it was oh. the 58th anniversary of that mm -hmm. 
and that was beautiful. Um, and then I just recently went to the Women's March to kind of stand up against the fact that um, we as voters weren't given the option to elect our officials before they installed the new Supreme Court justice. Yes. So um, I went out and in support of that. And hopefully I'll be going January 20th if Biden wins. <laughs> so I'll be going back for the inauguration, hopefully. Right. Because at the time we're recording this, we still don't know the outcome. Although it's looking like it's in favor of Biden. I yeah. Shouldn't say that. I don't want to be the cause of it's, that. <laughs> it's looking pretty blue. It's not official yet, yes. but there's several pathways there. So. Right. I feel like they're just playing with my emotions, but <laughs> they are. <laughs> I, I saw a meme that was like Nevada and Georgia are looking at each other. Like, are you going to say it? <laughs> you know? Right. And then I heard another thing about Nevada that says, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in <laughs> Vegas. So they're never giving us those results. <laughs> That's a <good> one. <laughs> oh, um, I also have heard word that perhaps you're starting work or looking into starting a food pantry. Yeah. And this is really inspired by my coven mates, right? They, mm -hmm. um, I have one that is just so into giving and, um, we need one in our area, right? Because it's Midland, Saginaw Bay City. It's kind of our tri-cities here. And um, so it's something that I, I'm looking forward to doing. Right now, I think where I'm at is trying to figure out with things getting harder, quicker for people, if it wouldn't be better to just donate you know, um, right. Yeah. Rather than come up with the funds to create a building, um, you know, and have a space for a closet and that kind of thing when that money could go directly to help people right now. To the, to the flow of food, right? Right. Absolutely. To the flow of food or clothes or hopefully bill assistance, you know, whatever people yes. might at the moment and so that's kind of where I'm stuck mentally right now with, with that because I just want to figure out the best way to have the most impact right and in these times that we're in right now um, especially with the numbers continuing to go up uh, in terms of the coronavirus um, it's difficult to plan physical space things uh, and keep hearing reporters asking the governor if she's going to shut the state back down and she doesn't want to have to shut the state back down. She wants people to do the right thing. But unfortunately, a lot of people need to be made to like follow the science and to <laughs> take precautions. And it's it's really sad. But here we are. <laughs> And it is, and it kind of reinforces that whole paranoia about government being involved too much, you know? Um, like I said, I live out here in Sanford, and the one thing that I, I can say that, like, 
being in, you know, inner city neighborhoods and rural communities, like the common bond we share is nobody wants more government, right? Nobody wants to be told what to do. Um, But when we can't do common basic things, it it forces uh, mandates and requirements to to happen. Right. Uh, the other day I just said um, to somebody, if you don't want to feel like you've got a parent stepping in telling you what you can and can't do, then don't behave like you need a parent stepping in to tell you what you can and can't do. Exactly. That's perfect. I, I mean, at my core, I'm actually um, an anarchist at my core. But I do know that we as a species are not evolved emotionally, intellectually, or otherwise to pull that off as a society. It would be like self-destruction. Right. And that's unfortunate. I don't know what level of government to have. I would like what government we do have to be functional. Yeah. That would be a good thing. And responsive to the people. Right, yeah. do the job. You're here to represent us. You're our tool. You're our mechanism. You're not your own ruling body. You're not your own ruling body, and you're not uh, working for the corporations, in my opinion. You know, like, it has to be about the people. And if nothing else, I am so excited about how many people were involved in this election? Even the people that didn't vote the way I voted, you know? Right, 150 um, I, million, I think is what I've heard. Yeah, well, I knew we were getting close to 150 million, yeah. And it's crazy to think that, you know, that's not what happens every year on something so vital. Right, because isn't our population 350 million-ish? Yes. So still the numbers, but yeah, yay, <laughs> a third of us voted. <laughs> yeah, voted, we're paying attention finally, you know? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, definitely. So if you had a billboard, if you could have any billboard, what would it say and why? <laughs> Anybody who knows me, so my billboard would be own your shit. Ooh. Right. And and I think that's the way I sum up personal responsibility, which I learned through my pagan path. Right. Yeah. Um, we can control and create um, the reality that we want to see. And that just transitions into activism and um, our lives in general. We ch- we have so many choices that we don't um we don't own the power to change, right? Like how I see the world, I I am a reflection of. So I have to be what I want to see, yeah. right? If I want to say, why why is nobody doing anything about this? Oh, uh, I need to own my shit and get up and do something about it, you know? Right, right. right. I could see that being a a great billboard because it would remind you on commute to work or whatever, especially when you're in that mood. Um, Right. I could see that being, oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm about to walk into this being an absolute dick. Okay. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me check. Let me own my shit. (laughs) 
Right. Let me not <clears throat> let me not infect anyone else with that. Right. <laughs> I'm um, responsible for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Co- accountability. Responsibility. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Any uh, wisdom that you would like to pass on to your descendants, to your great grandchildren, to your great great grandchildren? That it always gets better and it always works out the way it's supposed to. Mm. So it may not work out the way I want them to, but I believe that things always work out the way they're supposed to. And sometimes it takes years, you know, of time and space to look back on a situation. Um, but I always know that that thing is what led me to here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that honestly, the universe always works towards balance and um, balance sometimes isn't what we want, even though we, pers- we say that all the time, right? I wanna be balanced. I'm a Scorpio, I like the extremes. I like to play a lot, <laughs> right? I have to be honest about that, you know, and and so, but I think that everything works out the way it's supposed to for the betterment of all of us eventually. Okay. So the, the long arc of existence. Um, yeah. So even if it's lifetimes, um, I kind of agree with that too, but I also believe that, um, that the work has to be put in. Oh, absolutely. We always have to move it in the yes. direction we need yes. it. Because if we stop doing that, I don't think that it will move in that direction. Um, and I don't know why that is, but it really feels like we have to keep putting the energy, like we're fueling something. Right. So the way I, I kind of see that is, you know, and the way I, I taught my sons is, you know, the uh, like when we talk about the environment right Mm -hmm. and and our mother and how we treat her um she is life-sustaining and she's always gonna be okay like we are not gonna kill the planet she's gonna rid herself of us long before that right because she's gonna move towards balance so what we have to do is decide whether we're going to be a part of that balance or not and move. And that's where the work is, right? If we want to maintain our, our existence on this planet, we have to move towards, you know, healing and live balance. So I, I think there's still work with that, you know, but it always works out. It's just, who does it work out for? If you want it to be for your benefit. Oh, oh, I did something cute. What <laughs> happened? Sorry, Jack. I lost video, but you can still hear me. Okay. I'm fixing. So we had the little technical glitch there, um, but but what you were talking about uh, kind of made me <clears throat> think about the the one question that I have here, uh, one of the last questions I have actually, and that was, what is your best tip for making the world a better place? 
starting with yourself mm. and um, working on the person that you are so that um, you can influence the people around you. Right. You know, so um, I, I think that sometimes, at least for me, what stopped me from getting um, organized and um, trying to move towards activism is it just sounds like such an overwhelming task, right? Like you look at whatever issue affects you, you know, that you you resonate with, whether it's human trafficking or whatever it is. Um, and it's real easy to get overwhelmed. Like this has been a problem for this song and this is who's against us. And, you know, yes. and it can, it'll stop you in your tracks, you know. But if we realize that, um, how much power again that we have when we own our shit, <laughs> you right. know, um, we have an impact. We have an impact through the people that we interact with on a daily basis. It, we can change a mind, a heart, um, a soul in a direction. And if you, <clears throat> have a platform gosh i mean so many people have platforms i wish i paid more attention to you know what kind of energy they were putting out there you know but it's about making a, the world a better place is about starting with yourself so that you can put out the energy that you want to see right right yeah be the change that you want to see in the world and that's a literal statement absolutely <clears throat> that's a literal statement yeah and what you were saying about uh the environment and everything prior um yeah it's a case of working with the environment instead of working against and i think that sort of carries over into what you're talking about as far as let the change begin you know start with yourself because when we do that then we're starting to work with each other instead of working against each other. So it's sort of another principle. It's like working with flow instead of against. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't have to swim upstream all the time. Right. right. We don't always have to be salmon, although <laughs> we do sometimes. Um, that's why it's there. That's one of my personal spiritual beliefs is that everything that we experience, all of our emotions, everything out in the world exists in this bubble, in this sphere that we walk through for a purpose. So nothing is quote unquote out of place. Right. It might be exaggerated or out of balance, but it's all here for a reason. And so even like our negative feels and things, they're usually there to tell us something's wrong or um, something like that. There's a use for them. Right. Something may need healing, you know, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Pain and negativity is always points towards something that needs to be healed. Yeah. Be with that completely. Right. So is there anything that we did not cover that you would like to bring out into the conversation before we wrap up? Nope. I think I bared a lot of my soul. Ah, and <laughs> I thank you for that. I thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and I 
want to thank you before we wrap up, Jack. This is an amazing project that you're undertaking to build community. And that's so important. We have such a rich, magical um, community here in Michigan, you know, and I love seeing it spotlighted. Yep. Yep. You're doing that's, work. I'm working my way through Michigan and then I'm going national. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. I love Asheville. I went there for the first time my uh, like two years ago. I oh oh no, I, I said national, but yeah, Nashville oh, will be covered Nashville. too. Nashville will be covered too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. National. They're not excluded. <laughs> um well before I forget, I want to make sure that our and thank you for that, Krista. That means a lot. Um because I've not I've gotten a little bit of feedback. Um, about the podcast, but um, not too much. I, so. I listen, I love it. I think you are really weaving the web there. Thank you. Thank you. That's my intention here. So good. Um, but before I forget, I want to make sure that you tell people how to stay in touch with you and how to contact you um, uh, if they need to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Facebook, I'm always on it. I, I hate, I would love to say, oh, I'm never on Facebook. No, I'm always on Facebook. <laughs> like, I answer my, my Facebook messages quicker than my text, you know? <laughs> it's so bad. But you're um, owning your shit. Look at that. Right. That I will do. Um. But so Krista Mann I, at Facebook is the easiest way. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we have the mobile BLM um, visual project. That's how it's written. It's the mobile BLM visual project Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be involved in that. Um, and the one thing I want to say about getting involved in that is that it is as easy as you want it to be. And that uh, the structure is intentional. So um, if you only have, you know, 20 bucks, but you can't spend the time, great, do that. If you have no money, but you have a Sunday to build crosses, great, do that. If you're willing to come show up and read 50 names off of a list, do that, you know, like it's very inclusive for whatever level of involvement people want. Um, and that beautiful. seems to be working really, really well. It's getting people involved that normally wouldn't. And that's the point, you know? Um, so there's that. Um, I also have I am co-founder of the Mid-Michigan Pagan Alliance, and that was our community building venture here in the um, Saginaw Midland Bay City areas. Um, you, you guys, Flint and Detroit, you guys have a very vibrant community going here. I think we still have um, small clusters and lots of people who don't know how to get involved in the community yet, right? That there's other like-minded people. So Mid-Michigan Pagan Alliance, that page is really meant to... Um, share space of what's going on in the pagan community, who's giving a class, who's doing whatever, you know, what's okay. going on. So if anybody has 
um, things that they're wanting to share. I, I really invite you to, to post whatever event or class or workshop or talk you're giving on that page. Done. Um, and so is there anything else, any other ways that we can get a hold of you? Um, No, that's okay. Very good. Facebook, Facebook, and Facebook, 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 and more Facebook. (laughs) Thank you so much again, Krista. It's been awesome having you on here. And I want to say thank you for doing the work that you do. And I want to thank all of the people who help you to do the work that you do. Um, it's uh, it's a tremendous benefit and it's something that's needed in the community. So perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to a new segment on the show that I like to call, at least for the moment, Creator Spotlight. Ooh, special effects and all. Today I have with me Candice Pizzo from Oracle's Apothecary. Welcome, Candice. How are you? Good. Thank you, Jack, for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Doing good. This re- this is being recorded on Solar Samhain, so there's all that stuff going on today. We fancy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um. So, what's keeping you busy these days? Um, home, <laughs> remote learning, and work. Lots of working from home. Hmm. Okay. So. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, I guess, your origin story, just to give us a little bit more depth as to who you are before we dive into what it is that you do. Okay. Um, I have been practicing in some type of magic goodness since I was around, I think, 10 or 12. So I've been somewhere in this realm for like two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I've been I was going to take you on your word. <laughs> well, thank you. I wish I looked 12, uh, 14, but I don't, but it's okay. It's a, it's a maturity that I earned, I think, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, since, so around 10 or 12, I've been kind of in the magic of goodness and I'm in my thirties now. So we've been, we've been doing it for a while and um, I've met quite a few people along my path and people who have taught me so many things good or bad and I'm grateful for all of them. So, yeah. Well, how about a little bit about your spiritual path? What's that look like? So I started, I started out with Celtic um, because my last name was Irish. So I was like, Ooh, that must be what it is. <laughs> right. Right. The That's obvious thing. 
I know. And some people say that's where you need to be. Okay. Yeah. So I started Celtic, you know, I read um, the Celtic, Celtic myth and magic and uh, teen witch. And I just started there and I've hit Norse and I've hit Greek and I've hit, um, and well, I've hit several other kind of just spiritual things, just learning and energetic things. And now we, we've rested in uh, one of the African traditions. So that's where I'm at now. Okay. Okay. A lot that of ancestor brings us up work. to date. Yes. A lot of ancestor work. A lot. Mm -hmm. uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Oracle's Apothecary then. Uh, let's talk about um, how it came to be and what it is. Okay. Well, I'm a psychic medium. So it's one of my fun spiritual gifts. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. I, I talk to dead people. I know things. And so, <laughs> mm -hmm. so, um, which is not the, uncommon on this show. It, <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> not at all. So yeah, I've, um, doing that, I would do readings and I would see that people, like, I like helping people and I've always attracted people to who have needed help. And, um, in some way, shape, or form, whether they're grieving um, parent loss or sibling loss or just whatever their needs were, they somehow would find me and they would I would push them on their their healing journey and you know just stuff like that. And then I would do readings and find that people either needed to cleanse or they weren't grounding and didn't know they're empathic. They didn't know anything about energy, and I found that it was just a really big need that needed to be filled like okay I can I, I was at the time I was referring people to a friend of mine and you know it's I just wanted to be more I guess hands-on and be more helpful than I was already being and um my ancestors were really hard very hard pushing me towards um making stuff myself and you know you know what your clients are looking for you know what your clients are needing and so that's how we ended up at Oracle's Apothecary it's just and they needed stuff and I'm like okay here I make the things for you. Hmm. Wonderful. So what what is Oracle's Apothecary? What you got? So Oracle's Apothecary is a spiritual <laughs> care line. So it is soaps, it's body butters, um, rosehip oil-based body butters, not shea. I know there are a lot of shea users out there, but I wanted to give people something, a different option. Um, so um, I have shea, uh, I have body butter, I have soap, uh, candles, all beeswax candles, which is what's burning right now next to me. I'm burning one of my candles with my little whisper wick. Is, um, it is it scented? It's actually my Rummy My Money candle. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, everything is made with spiritual, like just being able to be low-key spiritual if you want to. Um, a lot of hoodoo and um, a lot of the ATRs are made where you can operate because they had to hide like slaves had to hide their spirituality or they could be killed and so this was this is like for me one a nod to my ancestors but another way for people to be able to do what they need to do but get what they need and get really great great skincare on top of it so i make like facial serums and facial toners and soaps and um carpet powders and wall washes and stuff like that so i make and i make a make a nice variety of stuff and just body oils too and spiritual okay. baths. 
I, I know I've tried a couple of your body butters and they're very, they're satiny smooth and they go on and they're not greasy. They're not greasy. So yeah. Um, like, like the, can you give us like an idea of like one of your products and, and what goes into it? Um, so for example, since you talked about body butter and that's mm -hmm. actually what I've been making all day. So <laughs> look at that. So, yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's all hot. And definitely hot down here. Um, so what goes into, I make, um, I make my entire thing. All my stuff is made, made from home. And so mm -hmm. I put my rosehip oil, there's rosehip, uh, cocoa butter, vitamin E, mango butter and beeswax and every single one so that's my base and so yeah. it's really good for sensitive skin it's really good that's and it's really not greasy like you said it, it's really smooth a little goes a long way it's just really really nice and smooth and melts into your skin and it lasts a long time but without being super greasy so you're not going to touch a piece of paper and see your whole hand on it <laughs> <laughs> because it's greasy it's going to absorb really nicely into your skin it's going to be protective i even make lip balm for that reason too mm -hmm. um but yeah, so I've been making that today. And then the energy is just the herbs I use, my relationship with those herbs and my relationship with my spirits and just putting that energy into each item for what I wanted to do. So if you need extra money, I do stuff for money in each one. So everyone has their accord, like there's herbs that work for money, like money is works well with peppermint and cinnamon. Um, and so those are, so there's peppermint, cinnamon and cedar wood that make up your um run me my money and then there's you know cleanse yourself which a lot of people need cleansing or cleansing on the go and so that's um hyssop and lemongrass because when you take something out you have to add back in so a lot of that is just me making sure everything gets the energy it needs and gets the type of herbs it needs and having a great relationship with them as well so that's a lot of what i do when i'm making stuff it's not just whipping it together it's a whole it's a whole thing the whole vibe mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what inspires you? No, hearing what people are in need of my kids. A lot of it's my kids because <laughs> they, they need stuff for their skin and I want to make good stuff for their skin too. Um, right. You want to know what's in it. Yeah. Just knowing, hearing from my clients what they need. And mm -hmm. so taking those notes and going, okay, I can make this for you. And now we offer it. Hmm. Oh, tremendous. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to, um, unpack about Oracle's apothecary? Um, well, hmm. <laughs> like, hmm, unpacking. Hmm. No, um, it's just a really great, it's just a really great line. I'm very proud of it. Um, like, like I have soaps, that are like they have the herb on top of it there's no colorants um no extra anything in it it's just you get you get what you get so i don't add like colorants or dot sides anything like that in there everything is completely natural as i can make it um and i like i said i have a great relationship with my herbs and all that stuff like here's the rummy my money bath mm. and all the great herbs that are in there and so like stuff like that, I just make sure I have a great working relationship with my spirits and we're going to be offering new things soon too. So I'm really excited about that too. Very nice. Very nice. And I can't wait to hear about the new products that you're introducing and these new 
these new ventures that you're moving towards. I'll sneak you um, one. It's the one of them is going to be the owner. <laughs> yes yes and i'll review it yeah <laughs> okay great because i yep. know i'm gonna slap some of my seven-year-old <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't ready for him to get so big so fast it happens though it happens we have no control over that and it seems to happen from what i hear i don't have my own but um i hear it kind of seems to happen overnight it does it does yeah. it's drop like it feels like it's forever and at the same time it you blink and you miss it right right so like what's your what's your latest what's your newest product that you have right now that you can talk about my newest one is i just finished my mugwort and rosemary um body oil so mm -hmm. that one is good for psychic development because of the mugwort and the rosemary is good for protection and stuff so um just i let those sit for like a few months so all my oils have been sitting and getting all that greatness into it for like anywhere from a month to three um just depending. I try to let them go yeah. for a couple at least. Um, so that's new. Then there's also Shields Up one that is Rosemary um, Yarrow and oh yeah, Mugwort. So the other one's Mugwort and Yarrow and then the other, then the new one is uh, Rosemary Yarrow and Camphor. So okay. that was the Shields Up one. So I have a couple new oils and then yeah, and then the Unity Order that I'm working on. And the Beard Balm. The Beard Balm. So oh, yes. Yes. And moisturizing. Yes. And uh, I know that um, normally you make yours custom for your husband without the rose oil in it. But this time, yeah, not this time. Not like this time. Roses, but not it has time. rose oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident and no regrets. He seems to like it enough where he'll still let me apply it to him. It's, he's so... It, He's really picky about stuff like that. And so he must really like it if he's going to let me right. continue because exactly. he has no yeah. problems telling me not to do it. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Don't do things. And then I'm like, okay. And then this rose, the oil, he's just, he's fine with it. Good. So how can our listeners um, stay in touch with you and find you on the webs? Okay. Well, they can find me at www.oraclesapothecary.com. Um, we offer free shipping. Um, you can also info me like info at oraclesapothecary.com if you want to send me an email. There's always there's also a contact me section on the site as well. Um, and following me on social media at Oracles Apothecary on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Great. I forget so, about Snapchat. So sorry. You're on all the places. But um, I'll make sure to include all of that in the show notes too. So people will be able to find all of that okay and, great uh, thank you thank you so much candace for being um my first on creator spotlight thank you for letting me be your first on creator spotlight definitely, <laughs> definitely. Thank you're my you. first and podcast yay i take that as an honor and i take it as an honor too all right you like I'm your friend. I'm creator spotlight. Uh, look, and I'm I'm hoping this is what I tell everybody after I get done talking with them, but they get to hear it this time recorded. I hope it wasn't too painful. Oh, it was just right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you.
Well, I think that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Wider Circles. Special thank yous going out to both Krista Mann and Candice Pizzo for sharing their time and energy and sitting down and chatting with me. If you've enjoyed listening to the chats that you've heard in this episode, maybe perhaps you might want to head over to the Wider Circles YouTube channel and give them a watch. All of the music that you've heard in this episode was created exclusively for Wider Circles. Stay connected with us by liking and following the Wider Circles Facebook page at facebook.com slash widercirclespodcast. Please, if you've enjoyed what you've heard in this episode, consider sharing with a friend or three. It would really help the podcast. Every bit helps. Wider Circles is always on the hunt for guest contributors. If you have topic suggestions, segment ideas, if you'd like to be on the podcast for a chat, if you have questions, if you'd like to be a sponsor, (coughs) if you have events or an announcement that you would like to have added to the community calendar, or for any other reason, send an email to widercirclespodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for choosing to listen, and I hope that you'll join me for the next episode. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until next time.